Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and this week I have a quick and dirty tip about phrases in parentheses and how they affect the grammar of a sentence. A meaty middle about global English words, such as monthsory and updation. And a tidbit about a regionalism right here in the U.S., standing online. And now, here's your quick and dirty tip about parentheses. A lawyer friend recently asked me how words inside parentheses affect which verb you use. And it's a nice extension of the podcast last week about the basics of subject-verb agreement. Here's a simplified form of the sentence that had him confused. The Sherman Act, parenthesis, and the Federal Trade Commission Act, close parenthesis, do not apply to state agencies. But should it be do not apply, as though the subject is plural, the Sherman Act and the Federal Trade Commission Act, or does not apply, as though the subject is singular, just the Sherman Act? If the sentence didn't have parentheses, it would have a compound subject, plural, and you'd write the Sherman Act and the Federal Trade Commission Act do not apply. But those parentheses change things. The parentheses tell us that part of the sentence is extra information. It can be ignored. Therefore, we ignore it when we're choosing our verb. The sentence has a singular subject, and the right choice is does. The Sherman Act, open parenthesis, and the Federal Trade Commission Act, close parenthesis, does not apply. But as you've probably gathered, putting that second part in parentheses makes the sentence awkward. No matter which verb you use, readers are going to wonder whether it's wrong. So it's usually better to ask yourself if those parentheses are really necessary and to rewrite the sentence. And that was your quick and dirty tip. Ignore nouns inside parentheses when you're choosing a verb. Before we get to the meaty middle and figure out what words like prepone and time pass mean, I want to remind you that Grammar Girl is part of the Quick and Dirty Tips podcast network. And if you're looking for more podcasts to try, we have 14 other shows. Maybe you'd like The Nutrition Diva, The Savvy Psychologist, or The Get It Done Guy. Visit quickanddirtytips.com to see them all. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are in France. Which means Tubi is more popular than cigarettes for breakfast. It's more popular than considering iced coffee a total abomination. More popular than loving political revolutions. More popular than mère and mère. 
somehow being different words. To be, it's more popular than being French. See you in there. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules? only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com slash grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today. And now global English. Doms wrote in with an interesting question that touches on both Latin and global English. He said, quote, in the Philippines, monthsary is widely used to refer to a month anniversary. It's not a word, of course. What is a better term for marking an occasion that is celebrated every month? Unquote. Dom's question brings up what's called world English, international English, global English, or globish. We're more interconnected today than we were 20 years ago, so we're more likely to hear other people's versions of English today. And there are also more English speakers outside the countries that people traditionally think of as English-speaking than there are in those countries. People in India, China, the Philippines, and so on learn English for business purposes and outnumber Americans, Canadians, Britons, and Australians. And they're having their own influence on the language. For example, recently a friend posted on Facebook that she'd received an email from a client's accountant asking for updation of her business's tax information. It's kind of like when you're playing Scrabble and you realize something really should be an English word because it fits the patterns and you have all the letters, but it isn't actually a word. These so-called foreign English speakers don't always let themselves be reined in by, quote, real words. And updation is an example that seems to have caught on in India. If you can talk about creation, insertion, and deletion, why not updation? So that brings us back to Doms's question about monthsary. When you search the internet, you quickly see that couples in the Philippines love to celebrate the months that they've been dating— and they sometimes even exchange monthsary cards and gifts. 
And it's kind of heartening that they realize anniversary isn't an appropriate word to use for a monthly event. That's a problem I hear all the time in the United States. People will refer to their six-month anniversary. But as I've covered before, the origin of anniversary comes from two Latin words, anus, which means year, and vertere, which means to turn, So an anniversary is the turning of a year, not something that should be attached to months. I was surprised that people in the Philippines use monthsary instead of monthiversary, which seems easier to say to me. But to answer Dom's question, there's no better word, and monthsary is already popular in the Philippines and seems quite useful. It's a great example of global English, and the new word fills a real gap in the language. Other words or phrases that have emerged in places such as India include prepone. If you move a meeting back, you postpone it. So the logical extension in India is that if you move a meeting forward, you prepone it. In both India and Nigeria, if you're asking someone to do something important, to do something that is needed, you may ask them to do the needful. And in India and some South Asian countries, you can ask someone to revert to you when you mean you want them to get back to you. For example, someone might write, please send us your contact information so we can check and revert back to you. In Indian English, there are also more nuanced words for some family relationships than we have in American English. Here, both my husband and I would call my sister's husband our brother-in-law, But in Indian English, I would still call him my brother-in-law, but my husband would call him a co-brother. And time pass has also emerged in India as a word that means passing the time. For example, Twitter isn't just for time pass, it's for important things, too. Some of these words, such as prepone, seem to fill a gap, and others are just a different way of saying something. I always find these fascinating, and if you know of other words, I'd love to hear about them. The best way is to leave a comment on the article at quickanddirtytips.com so other people can see it too, but you can also post something to Twitter or the Grammar Girl Facebook page. And now here's your tidbit. We have our own regionalisms right here in the United States, and one that jumps out at me every time I visit New York is how people there say they stand online instead of saying they stand in line. It's actually not limited to New York City. Dialect researchers have found that people also say they stand online in other parts of the East Coast, including New Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts, and parts of Philadelphia. There's nothing wrong with the grammar of the phrase stand online. It's an idiom that means the same thing as stand in line in other parts of the U.S., or stand in a queue in Britain. It just sounds odd if you aren't from the region where people say it. Stand online does appear to be newer than stand in line. And as far as I can tell, nobody knows why people started using on instead of in in some places. The phrase starts appearing in Google Books in the late 1800s, mostly to describe what children in schools did during roll call or while they were being punished. For example, here's a line from an 1886 book called The Life of the Right Reverend John Barrett Kerfoot, First Bishop of Pittsburgh. Quote, 
The school day began early, at five o'clock in summer, and at quarter before six in winter. A pleasant-toned, sonorous bell aroused us, and after eight minutes, we were expected to be in the schoolroom, to stand online in an assigned order, and to answer to our names. Unquote. So the next time you visit the northern east coast, see if you hear people talking about standing online. And if you're from the east coast and traveling elsewhere, now you know why you occasionally get funny looks when you talk about standing online. It highlights that you're from somewhere else. And that was your tidbit. Stand online is a regionalism most common in the northeast part of the United States. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. That's all. Thanks for listening. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.